All right, man, it's just us this time. How do you feel? Um, actually, I feel pretty good. I think this one would be one of the best. There you go. Cue the intro music. Welcome one, welcome all to another installment of the 1st and the 15th. My name is Anthony. I am your host. Coming in from a remote location is my co-host, Mr. Jaime Virgen. What's up, everyone? It is a pleasure, as always, to be here. Yeah, great to have you on, man. We don't have a guest today. Uh, it's kind of just a me and you thing, this yeah. go-around. How do you feel? Yeah, good. I, th- I feel pretty confident in what we're going to talk about. I think it's going to be pretty fun. And we're going to just get right into it i suppose now yeah so by the time this comes out we'll have a few episodes out i know maybe some people might have heard of us uh i hope so what's some of what's been some of your favorite moments so far Ooh, i don't know there's been so many guests so far i really enjoyed talking to taylor wilson just because he's an old friend from the theater um and we just had like a close relationship when we were there He's, he was really fun just to learn about just some different types of filmmaking things. Um, I guess what it's like at universities making films there and crews and working so close to with, with people that you know. I think I think that was really nice. I liked him and, and um, I liked I liked interviewing Jacob as well. I learned a lot of different like things about punk music and like that scene. I never really thought about those like and more in depth of what kind of people are getting into theater because i think like we talked about before like i was an athlete going into theater i think you were too you played football no i did yes so i mean it's interesting to see like people come into theater from like different backgrounds like they they didn't just grow up uh, i like to think of theater as like a home for kids who don't really like I, think, I wouldn't say don't fit in no they're trying anywhere, to find they're trying to find like but, their thing still i think yeah they're they're in that kind of mindset mm-hmm. either that or you've been doing it since you were a kid yeah i was gonna and, say like, that it's just always been there it's for a, you yeah it's something that's been implemented by your parents i think because being in sports when you're a kid is a good way to i think make friends to show you uh sportsmanship um, good qualities of someone who wants to be a winner or a loser, but I think it, it just it teaches a lot. It teaches a lot being in sports, and I think that's why most most of us have been stuck in it for so long, and then we finally kind of discover this new thing that we could get into, which usually are like there's either sports or arts usually when it when it comes to kids now. Yeah, and I think like uh, there are a lot of similarities between the two, like. The, the feeling of camaraderie, the, the teamwork that goes into mm-hmm. putting on a production yeah, as opposed to, like, winning a game, you know? Like, you go out there and give a 5 out of 5 performance, you feel like you just won a game. Right, but but even, too, that's a good way of connecting the two is that theater is, or even just any arts in general, if you're doing it with multiple people, could be like a sport. You're all playing a certain position, and each position is crucial to the success of the production, you know? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, and you you think you're not sweating. You're sweating. Those lights are hitting you when you're on stage. You're definitely sweating. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I would, I've, th I mean, thankfully it was never an actor on stage. I would never have to have felt that, but there's definitely pressure to behind the scenes because you want everything to run smoothly because something technical can throw off the illusion, I suppose, when you're watching a play, right? That does happen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. Uh, but going back to the recapping the pod, mm -hmm. uh, I love talking to Andrea. I thought, um, we talked about some really important things that there. Was, that was it, different. You know. Uh huh. Yeah, we never really got uh, too, seri too serious before, I think, but that was really interesting to talk about. It was a nice change of pace, it dude. It felt cool talking about something important. Yeah, you know? I feel that. Especially having to do with the theater and how it affects, you know, some of us out here. And, uh, our ability to, I guess, be creative or expressive. That's yeah, and to be able to find work, you mm -hmm, know. True, yeah. Um, Gabriel was a good. Oh my episode, god, but, yes. You know that was that was a fun one. Yes, for sure. Uh, yeah, no. yeah. Just having a comedian on there was was, was awesome. Uh -huh. You know. No, yeah. I think because uh. we, we talked about this too. Is that I remember when we were trying to find different guests for the show. I think we, we realized we hadn't done a comedian. And, of course, Anthony being a comedian, I mean, I feel like it would be easy to get a few people in here to talk about their process and how they tell jokes or where they where they um, do their performances, I guess, their stand-up comedy. And Gabriel was really interesting, especially right now, because he's in Chicago doing some different things. Being, I mean... I guess I don't want to say more successful, but maybe he's yeah, he's just in a different I mean, outlet. Yeah, comedy in Chicago is popping off. Trust me, in a way that like this area just doesn't have the infrastructure for. Mm. So like yeah, he's I uh, I mean I uh, all praises to him for like picking up and like going for it. Yeah, you know, for sure it takes a lot. It takes a lot to do that to do that, especially that far. Yeah, it takes. It takes some balls. Yeah. It takes some balls to like take yourself out of like a place you've been in your entire life and then go somewhere completely different. It, it changes. And, it changes a person, I think, too, for yeah. sure. And, and, I did, I th and I think he he did a good job of painting that picture mm -hmm. for us on his episode. Oh you know? yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Gabriel was definitely mo the mo most vibrant guest that we've had, but hopefully there are plenty more to come in the future. Um, that's what we're hope hoping is that we find a variety of different artists to talk to and to kind of break down their um, creative process and their passion and what they do and why they do it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, this whole thing has been kind of a learning process. Yeah, it has. Definitely Every for time, me. Definitely for me. Yeah. Every time we sit down with someone, like, I learn something new over the course of the episode. Yeah. And... You know, if anything, that's what makes it worth it. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely learned a yeah. lot. Like, I mean, a lot about music. Definitely, for sure. Uh, more in depth, kind of like different perspectives in theater, because I, I had one side of it usually when I was in high school. And the comedy game. I mean, Anthony's been trying to push me into the comedy game. I'm kind of refusing still. I'm kind of fighting it, but I think one day it's gonna happen. He's gonna, I'm gonna wear him down, guys. Don't worry about it. He's gonna get on stage one of these days, and like he's gonna be better at it than he thinks, <laughs> which is gonna be fun for me because like I'm gonna be talking a lot of shit. Probably. So, yeah. Trust me, dude. Your your stomach is gonna be doing uh, somersaults oh like God. right before you hit the stage. Oh no. 
yeah, I've never performed really. I'm only getting used to getting um, myself comfortable in front of the camera for my vlogs, but that's really about it. But yeah, we'll see. Well, speaking of uh, getting in front of the camera, let's let's move on to to recapping some of the projects that we've put together before the podcast. Yes. So actually. So this this is like we've worked together many times over the course of our friendship. This one being the latest, our latest project, the podcast, the first and the fifteenth. But we worked together on a few plays, and I'm not really sure. Like I'm sure I don't know how our friendship grew. Really, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna get into that. But the real, the real big project that we worked on together was during the summer of 2012 which was a movie that I had written, which was called We All Go Mad. And we spent an entire summer working on this film. Um, I had written it during the school year. I don't know how long it took, but I had brought it to my closest friends, which were Anthony, um, Raleigh, Harry, Kristen. I wanted them to play parts in this film. And it was my first effort at making a feature-length film, which was just over an hour. It was like an hour and 18 minutes, I think. Something like that, yeah, Yeah, close. But but that was our first time kind of like collaborating on a big project, and we were still so young. I think we were, I don't know how how old, but this is just 2012. And Yeah, eight years ago. Years ago. And we didn't really know much about making movies you know we knew that we liked working together on in the theater uh these guys were really good actors in my opinion and and of course they were my friends so it was easy to kind of bait them to be in my movie i I have no idea why (laughs) you guys said yes to be honest with you uh well you know during the course of it i think it really everyone involved kind of got you know inspired in a way Mm -hmm. um just because you know we were all there trying to achieve the same goal, and it goes back to the teamwork thing. Like we were a team putting this big project together, and like for the life of me, I did not like when we first started. I didn't know if we were gonna finish, mm. but you know we kept going yeah. every every time we got together. Yeah. Which and there were some times, you know, like you know, where where Harry would just say some funny shit for an oh hour, my and like God. we couldn't stop <laughs> laughing, and we'd have to redo the scene. Yeah, multiple times. But it was I was Jesus. dying. Oh, there was one scene actually that reminds me of. Um, there's a scene in the film where Anthony is already tied up. So if you haven't seen the film, go watch it. But I mean, I'm just gonna go into it. So Anthony's tied up in a chair in the garage, and he's like screaming for help. And Harry's character, who is just named um, Man or the Man, he doesn't have a, a name. Um, he steps out of the garage, and he comes back in, pretending as if he were a stranger, like a someone who walking by, hearing the noise. And he'd put him on ba- on my a baseball cap, and he'd come in and he'd do different characters. Like I remember one, he was like, "Oh, me and my uh, my foster kid were just playing ball yeah. right outside." <laughs> That killed me. Jesus. That killed me. Oh man! Yeah, he do so yeah. many different characters. That that was yeah. Yeah. If anyone should be a comedian, Jesus Christ, yeah. man! Oh my God. Now Harry yeah, did some really good, really great improv. There's a lot of um, 
if you if you do go watch the movie we all go mad on youtube there's after the film there's a lot of clips which are basically deleted scenes or scenes that i i didn't use because they were so goddamn funny but there's some things that harry says in there that just got me dying like throughout the film there's multiple scenes throughout the film where we're just dying in laughter. I had to watch a lot of clips yeah. editing. Uh, shout out, shout out, Harry, man. We haven't talked in years, but yeah, yeah shout out that man. Yeah, hopefully, we can, we can collab one day in the future together because I know he's making <laughs> some films as well. But going back yeah. to We All Go Mad, I know there are some other things for sure that we learned on the way of making that film. We spent a lot of days, a lot of nights working hard on this film. I don't know how long. I'm just going to say a whole summer, which is probably a couple months. Maybe yeah, even and uh, like mm-hmm. once we had finished, um, I was so proud of it. And then uh, somebody I can't remember who told me, but uh, he's like, "Yo, how did you get your kneecap busted?" Oh, I know. And by the end of the film, like you're walking around like it's fine. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, you know, I never really thought about that." I think near the end of the film, like we we shot we shot it mostly chronologically. But most of, more, more of the end of the film, we shot, like, at the ends of the summer, and we were getting so tired, and I was getting exhausted. Yeah, we saw the finish, like, we saw the finish line, and we were just going yeah, for it. Yeah, we just kind of like, all right, let's try to pick it up and finish this. And, you know, I'm not too, I wish, I wish the ending was just a little better, but it was a learning process overall. Like, making that movie was my film school. Because I remember shooting a few things at the beginning of the film that I had I wasn't following certain rules, like the 180-degree rule. I wasn't following that rule yet. I hadn't learned it yet because I was such a young filmmaker. And, I, you know, of course, I'm not going to school for it or whatever, but I'm just learning from the people that I know from watching movies. But, yeah, that was definitely a learning process. Um, we did a lot of cool things, too, though. We made some fake blood for the first time. Yeah, we had a uh, gun training. That was oh cool. Oh my god, that was cool. That was really cool. We yeah, didn't we, we didn't get to fire any guns, but we definitely learned a lot of basics about how to handle weapons when you're going in in and out of buildings or uh, covering for fire, moving with a weapon. And actually, to the, yeah. to this day, I still I still practice them like in my own house. Like I sometimes like make a fake gun with my hand and I kind of like hold it at my chest. And I, like, go through my, my room and, like, check the corners. I still do that sometimes. You just clear the area? No, I still literally do that sometimes because I remember that training. That's fucking sick, man. Yeah, man. Let's move Let's move forward from We All Go Mad. Um, we we both grew. We both tried to do different things mm-hmm. after We All Go Mad. You know, we got we graduated high school, went into college, right. did our things. We ended up not working together until... Uh, it was uh, that the the Holden Caulfield. Uh, oh, um, old Jane. Old Jane, yeah, with Marcus. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, we filmed that whole thing in one night. Yeah. I think no, right? that was yeah, that was really fun because I think at the time I wanted to write something, but I didn't have an original idea. So I thought like, why why don't I um, adapt like a short little chapter from from Catcher in the Rye. And I did. I casted Marcus as Holden Caulfield and then uh, you as Stradladder. And we shot the whole thing in my room and, like, the bathroom a little bit of the house I've yeah, been living I was in. Yeah, 
I was a little confused when you first came to me with the Stradletter role uh-huh. because I was like, uh, it, I mean, this this role is for someone who's like incredibly handsome right. woman, like ladies man, and I'm uh-huh. like, I'm like, what the fuck am I being cast as this role <laughs> for? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I didn't really think about too much about like the looks or whatever, just more of like the stature and kind of like an attitude kind of thing, you know. And I, th- I thought you would play play it, play it pretty well. That's yeah, and I had a gray flannel, which works as well. True, you had a gray fr- flannel, and that's what we needed. Um, that was fun though, because I, I, sh- I wanted to shoot it different too. I wanted to shoot in a different style, almost like a Steven Spielbergish style. And then I had bought a new lens for my camera, and I wanted to use it out. And I used that lens for most of the shots in the film. But there was a nice color yeah. in the room too that I, I really want to like that 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 particular project really taught me a lot about lighting mm. and like sound. Yeah, like you know we all go mad. It was just kind of more on like amateurs. Yeah, for and, sure. Like, you know, kids trying. Uh-huh. Old Jane, like we were really like trying to focus in on like some of these aspects that will make the project even better. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it was a short project too, so it was a little bit easier to focus on like what we're doing, where the camera's going, what the characters are thinking, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, usually you start off with short films and then work your way up to features. We um, went the opposite route. Yeah. No, it was it, it was really fun cuz like you said too, we did shoot it all in one night. And at a certain point when you're shooting like for so many hours, you're like, "All right, let's I'm getting like, let's go. Let's try to pick this up. Let's try to finish it and that's i think that's when you really have to check yourself because uh-huh. i think that's like the moment where you're like bound to make mistakes yeah. if you're just trying to rush through the yes. end of it because you want to get it done yes and you're not paying attention like things happen like a guy gets his kneecap busted and right. ends up walking just fine True. after like just a few weeks but yeah i know that it definitely taught me a lot and then especially moving forward to later projects after old jane so what, what well, yeah, what happened after Old Jane? That was like 2015. Yeah, uh, I think you moved to San Bernardino that, uh, right shortly after, after. And then uh, I went off and started doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I end up doing did, after that? Uh, yeah, I uh, I ended up trying to like create a team, a new team, uh, to make short films with. And we really just spent all our time getting drunk and, and going out and That's <laughs> being funny. young kids. Yeah, you know? that, like, that happens. We were like... 21 or something and like it was fucking go time dude you know how it is yeah i'm sure you went through kind of a similar situation yeah well when i was in when i was down south i had just turned 21 and in redlands it's actually known as one of the places to have the most bars in downtown redlands has like a just a, a row of like a street just bars like in on each block and they would have this thing called um, Two Dollar Tuesdays. So Two Dollar Tuesdays. Yeah. So the majority of the bars in this area would sell like a Coke and, and rum or you know gin and tonic for like two dollars. And that was like a crazy party kind of area. So during the year like 2015, 2016, I think mostly 2016. In 2017, um, for a full year, yeah, I was in Redlands kind of partying. That's where I learned to play pool. And I didn't really, I wasn't creative whatsoever. Like, I really wanted to be, but I didn't record or make any films. 
Um, but but during that time down south, um, I had not been feeling so positive, and I had thought of making a television series actually, or like a mini series about a young man who's struggling struggling with depression and like all these things would happen but it I had a whole idea and I was going to write it out and like film it there in San Bernardino but that just never happened and then I ended up coming I ended up coming back I feel like most of the times like when writers write they're writing how they feel yeah and you know to know that you're you're writing about a man struggling with depression, yep. I have to assume that like that was like about you me yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That you were just projecting onto the onto the script. For sure, that does happen with writers. They write with what they know, what they've been through. I think it's almost like we we it's we're trying to make ourselves feel better too by getting it out on the page. And why not turn it's almost it in, therapeutic? Yeah, it is therapeutic. And why not make it? You know, you can kind of dramatize it too. You know, you can kind of b- put certain things in the script that'll make it a little bit more exciting or the way you wanted it to turn out in real life, that kind of stuff. So you can play things out though when you pick out certain situations from your real life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going through a similar thing myself during that time. Uh, the whole film team thing kind of fell through, mm-hmm. uh, creative differences, people not acting like adults. Right. Uh, you know, the real turning point was when I like got into comedy and started like doing stand up comedy. Cause holy shit, man, that you know, it, it, <laughs> I I I don't want to come off as cocky, but um, Do it. I'm like, when when you go on stage and like you make them laugh, make everyone laugh, mm-hmm. and then you just continue having success, and it, it's it's a different type of feeling, man. It's it, it's a it's a completely different type of feeling. Mm. Be, you know, I can count the number of times I've done bad on stage on both my hands, mm. and I've been doing this for like two years. Damn. Yeah. yeah so it's like you know, like you find something yeah. and you're really, really good at it, and it's it's just super, super therapeutic every time you hit the stage. Yeah. How how long did you did you do that for? Like, did you for a whole year? Like, did you do that for a whole year when I was gone too? What? Like when did you do? Yeah. Uh, like it was uh how long ago was like the first time we actually I actually did stand up was actually during uh the men's monologues during uh February um in Hartnell mm-hmm. uh they had the vagina monologues going on for Love Week mm-hmm. and uh I th- um the director was like oh we can do a men's version too but you know I found out we couldn't call it the penis monologues cuz right. that was already like a thing right. that we had to get royalties for mm-hmm. and they weren't going to do that for us. Okay. So we called it the men's monologues and it was uh me, a couple of guys, uh Matt Boak, Matt Bachmeyer was actually a part of it. Uh he's a comedian as well. And uh we both like, oh well we have a stage, we have sound, we have lights. Why not just go out and like deliver these monologues but instead of monologues let's make them sets. Mm. So we go out there, and it's a big success. It was really a big success. We had uh, sound that we wouldn't have for another year working for us. Like, it was really cool that that was the first time we got to do stand-up comedy, and we had, like, a stage, like, a theater full of people, lights, people working on sound for you. It was ridiculous, Mm -hmm. dude. After that, it was off to the races. Like, I'd fallen in love. Let's get it. And uh, I spent a year going to the same mic, um, first doing poetry, then going back into stand up, 
and just, you know, trying to perfect the craft, trying to get out there and be comfortable with who I am on stage. Because when you're doing theater, it's like you're playing the character. Yeah. You're playing the character. You're saying someone else's words. Mm-hmm. When you're up doing stand-up comedy, it's you. It's you, it's your words, and what are you going to do, you know? Yeah, what do you have to say? Yeah, it's really like a do-or-die situation every time you hit the stage. And that kind of pressure, dude, holy shit. Like, people get off on it. Mm. Interesting. Especially when you, like, overcome and, like, have success. It's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, for sure. I can see that happening. So this was the year of 2016, probably, to 2017 this happened. And then I return, which is probably uh, late late 2017, sometime in July or August, I believe. Yeah, and we didn't uh, we didn't really link up when you got back. Mm-hmm. I think we were both still kind of just doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. Like you were just getting back and mm-hmm. kind trying of trying to settle in. Yeah, and I was in the middle of like this fucking haze. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, but. I don't even remember what happened in 2018, really. I think we just kind of took... I don't think... I, I don't, I'm i trying to remember the next creative thing that I did. I'm not really sure. I think it was 20... Like, the end of 2018 that I, I wanted to do something creative again. And I thought, why not get into writing again, but adapting so that I'm familiar with, the like, how to do this. Because it's been a long time for me. So I wrote, I guess, a sequel to Old Jane, which was Old Sonny, another character from Catch in the Rye that I thought I could do and pull off and why not play with and kind of like see how my craft has grown. But, you know, I think after Old Sonny, we ended up working on some, I think it was like a, just a small project. Anthony, and I, you know, I went to Anthony, I think we talked about this before. But I went to go see Anthony. I think uh, I, I, I think it started with me uh, saying happy birthday. Uh-huh. Because I remembered it was your birthday. And I uh, honestly, I hadn't really thought of speaking to you in a mm-hmm. minute. And I was like, oh, shit. Jaime's back in town. Yeah. Um, and then we met up uh, later that year. And we were like, yo, let's, let's get back mm-hmm. in it. Uh, and we worked on this small project. It took us like a day. Yeah. And it wasn't anything special. No. But... You know, we we saw during the process of that, like, oh, we still got it. We can still do mm. this. Why shouldn't we do this but do it mm. better? And then uh, Gutter started coming into play. Like, I had Gutter sitting. Um, I'd just been working on it by myself. Mm. And uh, I was like, yo, Jaime, take a look at this. And what were your first impressions of it? I, You know, I think at f- first I was kind of like... Because I think it, it, it evolved. I can't remember what it was originally... But I knew that it was kind of different of what I've done, but still in the realm of like that dark place. And I'm tr- I just can't remember exactly when you gave it to me, but I think at some point I was like, I think this could become something more. Like there's more in this, but it was very loose. Like when we, when we made it, it was a very loose script. I think there was room for like some some improvement, but we didn't like go into like breaking down the script and rewriting it or whatever. We just kind of like took the base. I think of what you had written. I mean, you probably had improved it on your own, but I don't. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that went through a few rounds of okay. revision before we actually started. Yeah, recording. but I'm sure I liked the base idea of it. 
and whatever. I, I just kind of like, I think it was a you know about this guy who was doing drugs, and it was about you know Salinas in a way. And I wanted to do something like that, but it was more. I felt more it was Anthony's movie than than mine or ours. But I still, you know, of course, collaborated with him. I was more of the camera guy, and I, I gave my input here and there because I had directed other films before. And it's just kind of like a natural thing to come out of me to kind of like explore ideas and to kind of improve on them. But I think Anthony kind of helped um, led the led the way for this one. But we had it was different. It was a lot. It was it was fun, but it was different for sure. Even the process of making it. Yeah, even going to different locations. Yeah. Like we had filmed in places that we had never thought of filming in oh, before, yeah. like a park at in right. the dead of night. Uh-huh. You know, we've heard rumors that a lot of shit goes down. Yeah. But, you know, we we were gonna be in and out. Yeah. Um, actually, when you say about location too, I pride myself on picking locations for my films. If you've watched any of my short films, most of them are in specified locations for that project. And I felt with Gutter, we were very accurate in portraying kind of like this dirty kind of side of Salinas, you know? Because there's no really pretty, pristine shots in Gutter or places like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, it didn't fit the no. story we were telling. Yeah, because you know? the, the, even the beginning of the film starts off in a in a, a bathroom, a gas station bathroom. And ends yeah. in a park. And, you know, it, it we kind of want to feel this grimy feeling. I don't even know who came up with the title of Gutter, but... I think it was Zach. No? I think he said I think we, he was sitting we, on an actual gutter. Maybe, but it, it was so perfect to for that title, like to describe yeah, the feeling. Encapsulated mm-hmm. yeah, that, the feeling of the film. Mm. But like how did you how did you feel kind of I mean, was this your first time kind of directing? Like in, telling No, uh it wasn't. Okay. Like we had I directed other uh-huh. stuff. Um other projects, you know, short films, right. but I, I kind of gotten the hang of being behind the camera, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to being in front mm-hmm. of it. Uh, it was really cool, dude. And like, um, this happened like a few months later, but like you told me like, it was, it was weird seeing me behind the camera. Yes, for sure. Because you'd always been in front of the camera or on stage, always an actor, and this was like the first time I had seen you tell people what you what your vision is for a film, which is how directors talk. And that was really nice because, you know, it, I think it's always fun to see actors become directors because they've learned you've learned so much on the other side of it that you're like, why don't I land my perspective on this one? That's essentially what happened, dude. It was just growth, uh, natural evolution. Mm-hmm. As hard as I did, as much as I did to kind of fight it and, mm-hmm. you know, get away from it, because yeah, you know, it just it really came out of necessity mm-hmm. because, like, in this area, like during that time, there wasn't really a whole lot of people trying to make short films or make films. Period. Right. 
So you, you kind of had to wear every hat. You have to yeah. wear the actor hat. You have yeah. to wear the director, the editor. Uh-huh. You know, you have to wear all those hats because not because you know you want to, but because you have, you have to, to. Especially as an independent filmmaker, and coming from such a small town, and we only have really one camera to shoot with, and you have to adopt those. You have to adopt those different jobs, like you said. Just, yeah. just to get. And it I think done. it helps because, like, mm-hmm. while you're shooting, you can kind of see how you're going to edit yes. it. You can kind of see where everything is going to line yes. up, and it, you know, it just it makes everything that, easier if you know how to do everything. That's always the fun of it too, because it almost feels like a puzzle. It's a puzzle in your head, and you know what it's gonna. I mean, you know what it's gonna look like in your head, but it's put about it's about putting those pieces into the right place when you're making it. And it's, I don't know, yeah, it's just, it's a fun, uh, it's a hard process though, filmmaking, because you have to, you know, reshoot certain scenes and again and again, and maybe even, even if you're satisfied with what you've got, you're like, let's just do one more, just be, just because it, in the edit room, that could be the one, that last shot after you've kind of uh, satisfied your hunger for whatever you were looking for. That's the fun, there's that fun in that, but yeah, meeting people, talking about ideas. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking about ideas, uh, there's no shithead of the episode this go no. around, but we will talk about the future project yes. oh, that yes. will be coming yes, yes. out. Um, untitled as mm-hmm. of yet, but we're working our asses yeah. off uh, writing mm-hmm. it, and as soon as we get the green light to go outside and start shooting, you best believe we will be outside and we will be shooting and for any of those who are listening right now to this we have some uh, spots available you know so we're gonna have some we need to fill some uh, characters and so if you're interested in acting please reach out to us let us know you want to be at our movie we'll give you some more information on it but as of now we're still working on it trying to finalize i guess the last few scenes and to make sure it's tip top so yeah but that this one has been different too yeah this one's been fun this one i think think, yeah this one has been fun i feel like i i just like the idea in general it feels a little more unique because of we mentioned salinas and john steinbeck i mean can we talk a little bit about it? I mean, give him a little bit. I mean, the story is set in Salinas. We reference Salinas. It is definitely a Salinas movie. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an homage to Mr. Steinbeck. Yeah. Even though we do give him a little uh, hate in the film, it's not directly. You know, I love John Steinbeck. I've I've visited his grave on his birthday a couple times. And so there's no bad feelings coming from my end, but... Honestly, I think it's it's more of an homage that there is a little bit of yes. hate because that's generally how he uh-huh. wrote, you know? Yes, a lot of people, I mean, if you know who John Steinbeck is, if you don't look him up, there's a lot of history there about him writing books about Salinas and the people who lived in it, but of course changed their name or dramatized it maybe a little bit here and there. But he was famous for being, I guess, hated in a way, but still, I think one of the most popular if not most famous person from Salinas is John Steinbeck. Uh, yep. Right. For yeah, now. For now. True. 
Um, <laughs> but in this film, well, we're re- yeah, go on, go ahead. Oh no, keep going. And I was gonna good. say in this film we uh, do kind of, you know, bag on him, but it's more about not just him, but the idea of staying. It's it's about a small town idea. You know, when you're in a small town, you come from a small place. You stand. You tend. You. I'm sorry. You stay there you know you live there for most of your life and some people have not even moved out of their town or even to another state or another city and experience that kind of living so i guess what i wanted to do with this film is the original idea is more of a a a man a young man who's been cast in a television show and he's been doing this show for quite a few years and it's coming to an end its final season and I wanted to play around with the idea of what would it be like for someone who's been on a show for so long like what do they do after what do they do next and so they go to their their hometown or his hometown to promote the television show but when he gets back he it almost brings him into this small town kind of thinking like wow, it's been so long since I've been back and everything's so fast-paced down from where he's at right now in, in Los Angeles. They kind of lost this, who he was. There's So he's kind of playing around with the idea of uh, do I want to continue living this uh, luxurious life as an actor in Los Angeles or do I maybe want to settle down and have just a casual life in a small town? I mean, Anthony, you did you move? You lived in LA for a little bit, no? I feel like you did. You yeah, did. yeah. I mean, how was it? It's different from. Oh yeah, it's it's entirely yeah. different. It's it's whew, the pace is just uh, a little heightened, especially if you're out there doing the stuff that you know that you're trying to that we're trying mm-hmm. to do. It is it is move it does move a little quicker, yes. which I like personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Some I people like do. No, I get that. Certain pace. No, I get that. But you can definitely feel the difference between a small town and a big town for sure. And I think that's what we want to kind of show in this film. The idea of living a fast-paced life as opposed to a more slow, settled life. Even if that's what some people want. You know, people want different things. And for our character, he's struggling with which one he wants because... Of course, everyone wants to, well, not everyone, but maybe most people want to be rich and famous and make sure that they have a comfortable life, but maybe others want a more simple life. Yeah, well, that's all uh, you listeners get for yes. free. Uh, <laughs> we want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank Mr. Jaime Vidhan for being the co-host that he has always been. Of course, been. thank you. It is always my pleasure to be on the show. I hope to be on next week. <laughs> well, this is my name is Anthony Barrera. This has been the first and the fifteenth. We want to thank you for listening. Have a great thank day. You. Bye.